0: Bum 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 Welcome back to the Universal Life Podcast. I'm your host Ben Colbert and today we're embracing our weird. So I decided to start this bad boy out with a little drum solo to get things rolling. And what I mean by weird is last episode towards the end, I touched on this in episode 14. But then I got the text from Casey, my wife and we were about to leave for Hilton Head, South Carolina on vacation and she was like, we need to pack. So I uh, sped through the end of it trying to wrap it up real quick so I could uh, I could bounce and, and get up to the vacation part but we're back for episode 15 and I wanted to go back and, uh, and touch base on weird again. So um, I left off saying that It's important to embrace our weird. Take inventory of your weirdness, almost to the point where maybe you make a list of things that are weird about you. Uh, Maybe you have some OCD thing where you have to put your socks on the same way every day. Or you wake up and you have the same exact routine, and that would be weird to some people, but to you, it's got to take place. You eat the same thing every single day. You write a certain way. You have to use a certain color pen. Um, It could be anything. Um, To the way that you talk, the way that you walk, to the way that you exercise, that you run. What about you is unique and different? Take inventory of it. Write it down. And The reason that I bring all this up is weirdness is good. Weirdness is terrific. And like I said last time, weird usually brings new ideas and creativity to the world. All of the great things, all the terrific things that are in this world today initially started out as weird ideas to everybody else except for the person that started creating it. For instance, Pandora Music Looking back on my college days, I remember my friend and I, Max, sitting in our, whatever you want to call it, um, house we lived in um, on Ellsford in Lexington, and we discovered Pandora, or he discovered it, and he showed it to me, and basically you sit there and you just discover new bands. You type in a band that you like, and then Pandora spits out all these other bands that may be in the same genre or in the same ballpark of what that band sounds like. So you end up discovering all these new, all this new sound, all these new music. And, uh, I just remember like looking back on that, like how weird it was initially, like the whole concept of it, like it was terrific. It was genius, but at the same time it was weird. It was something new. YouTube was the same way. YouTube and Pandora, like we discovered those two things around the same time. And, youtube was not what it is today like it did not start taking off until later but it exploded and how weird it was initially and you sit there and thought well this is genius um but you didn't know where it was going to go 10 20 years from then um but like think of all the things all the people that have been able to be discovered because of youtube um you know, and what that's offered the world and how it's changed the world and entertainment and everything else. But initially it was super weird. So, you know, whatever it is that's weird about you, you know, take stock of it, you know, appreciate it, put it into the world and let others people other people see it and don't deny it, don't back away from it and, you know, offer it up because maybe, you know, Your thing could be the next Pandora, the next great song. It may not blow up like YouTube, but it may be the next good song. um, Whatever that looks like in your life. Um, You know, and speaking of music, one of my favorite things in this world is finding a new band. Finding a new music artist that just hits home for me. That new sound that you're just like, do I like this initially? Like maybe you save a song into Spotify and, like, it's in your playlist somewhere in your likes. And then eventually, maybe like a month or two later, you discover another song by that band. But you don't know that you actually liked a song already of theirs. Now you've got a couple of songs and you realize that. And you're like, I think I like this band. And then you listen to an entire album. But it's like this, this unrolling, this process of, like discovering things that were probably weird initially like a weird sound you're like i think i like this and then you find out that you do but it took time to discover that and then the whole music thing like say you find a band that you really like are you hesitant to share it with other people or do you put it out there to maybe your best friend your closest friend the 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 buddy that you have that uh also likes music like hey I found this band maybe you check them out like most of the time like if I'm suggesting a band to someone I sort of take it personal like I'm real hesitant to say uh, shoot a text to somebody like hey check this song out because I'm not real sure if they're gonna go listen to it and appreciate it as much as I am so there's like that that hesitancy boundary there that uh, is hard for me to get over so if I like a song and I send you a song um, that, that says a whole lot, um, like I've had to overcome a lot of things because what what it is is vulnerability, I feel like. Like it's a small example of that. And it's unearthing weirdness in some capacity. Like people may find you a little bit strange or weird because you suggest a song and they may hate it. They may not like it at all. They may laugh. They may not like the sound. They may not like it initially, but they may fall in love with it when everybody else in the world falls in love with it and six months later to a year. You know, it's a, it's weird at first. Like, it's part of your weirdness, and then you share it, and then you have to sit and wait to see if the other people like it. And if you're like me, it may take a couple listens to, like, really let a song sink in. But my point here is... Um, reeling the kite back in is, uh, you know, embrace your weird. Um, a note that I had said in the previous episode was things that remain the same or fit the mold. Don't move the world forward. Like if I listen to the same music over and over and over again, it becomes a drag. Like I don't feel Like, uh, like music's from the eighties and seventies. Like I love all the, all that music, like nineties punk rock. I love it, but I can't listen to it every day because I've listened to it throughout the course of my life. Sometimes like I'll, I'll listen to a journey song, but I know I've got to move on from it. Like it just doesn't do the same things it did for me, you know, 20 years ago. Um, you know, I have to discover new music. Same thing with Um, creativity and doing things and making things in the world. I've got to keep moving forward and I've got to embrace the weird things about me and put them into the world. Um, You know, because that's what makes this world go on. It continues to evolve if we evolve, if we continue to search for the new things and not remain in the same state all the time. So weird If you embrace your weird, it allows you to become confident. And what I mean by that, you know, if you, if you have success, you know, and you, you find things and you appreciate things within you, you know, that helps to grow and nurture all, all of the little confidence muscles within you, Um, you know, you become stronger and, <clears throat> it's, uh, to me, it's just all part of it. Rolling into part two here, um, a note that I have that says, those that shame weird, like put weird things down, or people that are actually like putting actions into the word, people that shame it, oftentimes lack confidence and creativity. And I see like some of the people that I follow, they're in the same niche as me that inspire, a lot of them talk on this sort of subject as far as, like, haters or people that get online and, like, um, you know, put down things that people are creating, you know, especially people that are trying to do better for the world. Um, You know, sometimes they lack the confidence and the creativity, so they resort to shameful acts or hurtful words. And so what we have to do, those that are trying to, like, move the world forward, you know, to evolve is put blinders on, you know, and understand that, you know, those people aren't seeing the world in the same way that we are currently. And that we hope that one day that they might, um, uh, but don't be afraid to keep creating and making things, um, because of the voice that, uh, ultimately doesn't have a say in, uh, the whole process. So, um, You know, they don't want change. Sometimes they want to sit here and listen to 80s rock songs and 80s love ballads for the rest of their life. The rest of us might not want that. We want to continue to move forward, discover new things, discover the new hits, the new sounds of the world, the new feels, the smells, the tastes. We want the new um, to make the world a better place. Um, We don't want things to remain the same. And that's uh, very important to rest on. Um, let's see what else. You know, some people may be threatened by change as well. Like the way that the the world is currently operating is great for them. They don't want things to, to be any different. Um, they don't want evolution to occur. And... You know, and that's okay. You know, some people are fixated in, in to the current space, and they're having some tremendous success, and they and they're they're fearful what lies ahead. Um, you know, so you may get pushback in those in, the, in in those times, and I think all of us fall victim to that in some capacity when things are good. Um, you know, it's tough to move on. You know, I think I look back in the year of 2017 when I was coaching. And we went to the state championship and we played. And you know it was hard that next season we didn't have very much success at all. You know we took a a pretty significant step back. But it's easy to like feel as if you've arrived and you didn't want anything to change in the coaching staff. You didn't want certain players. You know you don't want them to leave. But I mean kids graduate and they go and move on. But. You know, you, you can't be fearful of change. We have to be able to adapt and move on and be okay with that. Um, you know, so embrace your weird. Um, we must build our confidence. And it increases as a result of our experiences, as a result of wins that you tally up day in and day out when you're able to accomplish the things that you've set out to accomplish you know stepping into the void and practicing your craft um you know achieving many wins is another way i like to talk about it and milestones you know and understanding that progress is progress a step forward is a step forward and there may be a step back in there somewhere but you if you continue to keep coming um, you know, you'll be in a good place. One of the things that uh, I like to say at the end of podcast or things that I write is like, keep moving forward. Um, you know, and I think that's a good motto to stand by. Is just like if I keep moving forward, if I keep going, if I keep creating, if I keep searching, um, you know, the world will evolve for me. It'll evolve, evolve for others. And it'll ultimately be a better place. I don't want to stay the same. Um, my beliefs, you know, <clears throat> spiritually, I want to continue to grow day in and day out. Like, you don't ever arrive. And, you know, you, there is no end um, in this whole thing. Like, we're always getting smarter. We're always, um, you know, have life lessons and wisdom, um, you know, and I think it's just important that uh, to understand that we're always progressing and we need to move towards what I like to call the universal life. so um, those that have joy and those who struggle to find it there are some comparisons there and that's the next thing I want to talk about here is you know I and I've sort of labeled it like this you have the joyous. Like J O Y U uh, S, little creative bit that I have here, and then I have the other section would be the strugglers. So I'm gonna start off by talking about the joyous first, or the people who who have joy, or continually seek it, find it, seem to have it, um, and it's it's something that you always are all, like on the on the I guess hunt for. Um, I don't think anybody's just inherently joyful day in day out of their lives. They, they do things that put them in a place of um, of joy. So, the joyous find the process to be life giving, like moving towards things, creating things, working out to, uh, to uh, building stronger families. All of that involves a process, and the joyous find the process to be life-giving there's there's joy in the process um, along the way you know down the trail you know in being present in every single moment and knowing that there is good in each and every single moment they also reflect back on the journey so whenever they get towards the end of maybe like a process or a goal that they've set out to achieve they reflect back on what they've learned what they've taken from it Maybe they take notes on it. Uh, maybe they 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 talk about it with their significant other, their spouse, you know, a, a family mem- a member, a friend. Uh, but there's always a reflection period. Um, they're grateful for all of their experiences. Um, you know, the things that have come upon them in their life, even the hardships they're grateful for, um, because they know without those hardships they wouldn't have learned, they wouldn't have grown. They wouldn't be calloused. Um, they wouldn't be the person they are today because if they didn't experience the things that came their way, they would be somebody completely different. so they're appreciative of that. They also feel as if they have lived and are grateful for it. you know um, you know, and that's another piece of the universal life. Be grateful for the things that you've done in your life and not look back on the things that ended up maybe being labeled as bad or failure, um, but being grateful that you actually got to exist in those moments and that they were learning opportunities and you got to move forward. And then you have the strugglers, those that may or may not um, you know, find the joy in the life that we've been given or Um, you know, maybe, maybe they just wrestle with different things and struggle with different things, but those who struggle to find the joy only concentrate on the end product. Like they don't appreciate the process as much, um, you know, going through the hardships, the ups and downs, like the ups are part of it and the downs are part of it. And ultimately, um, you know, we're going to get to the end of whatever we're working our way through and, You know, do I choose to find the joy in it or do I put blinders on, you know, during the hard parts and I only find joy in the fun parts? Um, Good will only come if I'm able to complete it is another way that maybe the strugglers look at things. And I just want to point out that I'm on both of these spectrums. I feel like we all are like there may be parts of our lives where we may fall under the whole joy joyous category. And then other, at other portions of our life, we fall under the struggler category where good will only come if I'm able to complete it type mentality. Maybe that, you know, if I look back in college, my mind frame was like, if I don't graduate, you know, there's no good that can come from that. Um, you know, and ultimately I did graduate, but you know, that, I guess that mindset set in the back of my head and, you know, it, it, I may have viewed myself differently back then as I would have now um, just because I may have not graduated college. There's other things I could have done in this world that would have been, you know, um, viewed as success. And then the process is viewed as a struggle and that there is a narrow view of its actual harvest, um, you know, the things that come from it. Um, and this is a comparison to the joyous, but um, they don't appreciate the process at the time. And it's very difficult, you know, If like if you're going through things or you're trying to achieve things like college, school in general, uh, maybe even parenting. You know, it's, it's hard to view the process, the difficult times, um, all part of it. And that ultimately good will come of it. And then true healthy confidence is hard to obtain with this state of mind, the struggler state of mind. Like it's difficult to to have healthy confidence if you don't um, you know, seek out um, you know, the the good things within the process or even reflection and being grateful. Um, it's hard to establish consistency because the confidence is always being undermined by the hardships. Um, you know and what i mean by that is is um if i'm if i'm always focusing on the negative i'm never able to build up the confident muscle within me um it's never able to really grow because i'm undermining it i'm not letting it uh you know be watered to be to be helped to be nurtured um you know with reflection with Um, moments of gratitude, of love and appreciation, if you feed yourself those things, your confidence inherently grows and then you become more joyous over time. So you can be both. You can be both. And I think we're all both. Um, Not every day sunshine and roses um, or sunshine and rainbows or whatever. Um, You're going to have your down days and your up days, but can I live more joyfully and live in the more joyous category more often than the strugglers? And can I grow that day in and day out? And as I get older, I have substantially more days that are in that category compared to the um the struggling category. So lean into joyous and establish internal and external triggers um you know when you feel yourself diverting or falling short notice it take note of it in your mind and then try to redirect yourself with gratitude with uh just being thankful for things and appreciating the process <clears throat> so that helps you to return to the joyous state so Um, you know, and if we're talking about athletics here, you know, and you're talking about, uh, you know, players and, you know, when I, when I used to get, you know, a freshman that would come in and you could see their confidence grow as the years went on. So you get like maybe a, a very passive freshman, unsure of themselves, who they are as an individual, their physical limitations or Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's their physical or mental makeup, but as they get into the weight room and they get into practice and they start to learn the playbook and they become a part of the team and the relationships build with their teammates and the coaches, you see their confidence grow and grow. And then they have success on the field during practice and then they make one play in practice and their teammates applaud them and everybody cheers and their confidence grows and it grows and they get stronger physically mentally um you know they're feeding that joyous mechanism um and they start to get away from the struggler's mindset like that's one of the things that I think I'll miss most about coaching is seeing that growth from a freshman to the senior and how they morph and they become this confident human being and by the time they're a senior <clears throat> they're a man and they're ready to play and they're ready to be ready to truly contribute and when they graduate you know they're ready for life and uh, and it sets them up for success and i think sports in general but especially football um you know that's one of the greatest things that comes from that is just building a human being or a person's confidence and helping them transfer that to the real world um you know um what does a joyous athlete look like i think it looks like everything that i mentioned um you know as far as you know, appreciating the process, understanding that like, hey, I've got to train, I've got to get in the weight room. In that weight room alone, I can see quick growth because I'm going to get strong fast if I consistently put output. Um, You know, that, that alone helps to feed the joyous side, appreciating the process. And then once you hit some mar- milestones, reflect back on how you got there. And then you keep moving forward and you adapt and so forth. But I think this is one of the hardest sales to athletes is like the the process piece and wanting quick success. And I feel like that's a common topic that a lot of people talk about is, you know, culture today. People wanting fast success, but embracing the process. You know, and one of the big things that I would tell athletes is just finding a role and embracing it and going with it and stop comparing your role to that of, like, the person that's farther down the road than you are somebody that's already put in the time and the years so if you're a freshman or sophomore stop comparing yourself to the starting senior that's been there for four years and put in the time and the sweat equity um you know stay at the small seat at the table for a while and be okay with that put your ego to the side and maybe that's an entire different uh episode but we'll We'll cross that bridge later, but be a learner and eliminate the ego. So that, my friends, is episode 15. Thanks for being with us. And like always, like us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It helps the show grow. And uh, we'll see you again next time. Thank you so much. Keep moving forward.